Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. And you may have noticed we've taken a bit of a break, but we're coming back. So we'll talk more about that in the second half of the episode. But we wanted to cover the most important thing first, and that's talking about the coronavirus. Uh, so first, as a disclaimer, as you know, I'm not a doctor. But we're going through really hard, tough times, and I think it's important to think about what we can do, what um, what we can do to help ourselves and to help others. And so, just going to share a couple of quick things that have been helping us, and hopefully, it'll give you um, maybe some hope or some direction about what you can do as well. And the first thing that we wanted to do, they all kind of fall under the umbrella of focusing on what we can do. I think while we're stuck inside. It's so easy to become upset, frustrated about everything that we can't do. It's easy to focus on all the things that we'd love to be out there doing, but it's crucial that we stay inside and practice social distancing. I think one of the hardest parts with this virus is not knowing how to help. It seems like one of the biggest crises of our lives, and we don't really know what we can do. And I've listened to some great podcasts and read some great articles, and pretty much all of them say the most impactful thing we can do is to stay inside. And I want to take a second to recognize that there's a lot of people who aren't as fortunate. Sarah, my wife, is mission essential, and so because of her job in the Air Force, she has to go into work. And I think there's people at the grocery store, in the hospitals, the first responders. Who are still holding up society for the rest of us, and I think it's crucial. We'll talk about this more later, but it's crucial that we be grateful for those who can't stay inside. But if we are fortunate and blessed to be able to do so, we should do everything we can to practice social distancing. One doctor that I listened to said we should act like we already have the virus. I think that's a really interesting way to frame our actions and to think about what we should be doing. It's important to recognize, though, and this is part of the reason we wanted to release this podcast, is that social distancing and staying inside is only going to get harder. I think we're seeing that with some of our leaders, and there is going to be a real economic cost. Just a couple of statistics that I think show how serious this is going to be, and how many people really are suffering because of their jobs going away, and this is going to have real consequences for them. And so, looking at the economy, they said that recently, in only one week, a record-breaking 3.3 million Americans filed for unemployment insurance benefits. Just to put this number in perspective, that's almost five times more than the previous record. There were so many people that it actually shut down the system because it wasn't built to handle so many. People never thought there would be this many. And again, not trying to be an alarmist or trying to be dramatic, but just trying to show the numbers. And another thing I read talked about how a Federal Reserve official warned that the unemployment rate could hit 30% in the coming months, and this would be much higher than during the recession in 2008. And these numbers are especially scary when you consider the final statistic, which is that 40% of Americans. Can't cover a $400 emergency, so I think our government is trying to help with the stimulus package, and 
it's just crucial to recognize that people out there are really going to be struggling and we should try to help those in our lives the best that we can but it's crucial moving to the health side of this it's crucial to recognize that the consequences of not staying inside are going to be much worse in the long term if we don't stick with social distancing more people will die as the hospitals get overwhelmed as more people become sick more businesses will fail if you can't have employees coming to work and as those businesses fail more people will lose their jobs so we shouldn't take that short-term trade-off of trying to go back to work or trying to get back to normal we should try to I think in the Air Force and in the podcast we've talked about the principle of go slow to go fast if we go slow with this and do it right then the hospitals can take care of people that really need it businesses can recover but it's crucial that we go slow in the beginning and just for perspective I thought this was really interesting I listened to a podcast and a doctor was saying most of us would rightly spend thousands of dollars to save someone but now all we have to do is stay inside social distancing will become harder though we shouldn't fall for that short-term trade-off because if social distancing works it will look like too much people will say why are we doing this people aren't getting sick but that's the whole point and I think the key with this for me how I've been looking at it is it's just better to be safe than sorry we don't want to look back and think it could have been so much better or I could have not passed this to someone I love and so it's crucial that we think about that before we go outside and before we come in contact with others and the final part of this segment or this part just to put a little bit more of a humorous touch on it I saw a quote online that I really liked just to again give us some perspective on this and it said your grandparents were called to war you're being called to sit on your couch you can do this the next thing we can do to help in this situation is to reframe it so I'm a big believer of reframing for resilience and what I mean by that is finding the good in a situation or finding an opportunity or how it is strengthening us I think two ways that we can reframe this are first by recognizing that it could always be worse and second by being an example to others in our life so the first one actually comes from Sarah my wife we were talking about this and how bad things were and how she still has to work and she she brought up this perspective that I thought was so powerful and she said yeah that's true and we just talked about all those numbers and she said but it could always be worse and I think that's a great point just throwing out again some facts or some numbers from this looking at other pandemics or other tough times we've gone through and that we've overcome in the 18th century 400,000 people died from smallpox every year the bubonic plague also known as the Black Death killed 50 million people and it's the same with the 1918 Spanish flu and so with this current disease or with this current virus it's important to recognize that it could be worse it could be more contagious it could be more deadly and that's not minimizing what we're going through I think it's the opposite it's recognizing that if this could be worse we need to be even more prepared for when this comes again for when this is worse 
And the second part is that we can reframe this recognizing that we can be an example for others because it's crucial to understand and to remember that kindness is contagious. Being calm is contagious. We don't have to panic or hoard supplies. We can instead we can get what we need while still leaving some for people that really need the supplies. We can go out of our way to be appreciative to people who still have to work. We can read, we can work on the project we've been putting off. We can pick up groceries for at-risk individuals. We can batch our online orders to help the supply chain. We can educate ourselves and others where appropriate. We can donate our blood. Um, I did it recently, it was surprisingly easy. And if able, we can donate our money or our time to people who really need it. We can be that calm in the storm. And so there's all these things we can do, but it's important that we also don't expect too much from ourselves or others. Because it's important to remember we can also use this time to relax and to reflect. It's okay to take time for ourselves. I was reading an article recently about an astronaut and how he dealt with social isolation in space. And I thought it was really interesting that while he was up there, he watched the TV show Game of Thrones twice. And so I haven't seen Game of Thrones myself, not making a comment on the TV show, but I love that he recognized that even in that moment where he was incredibly stressed and busy, he needed downtime. He needed time where he could recharge so that he was fully there for the rest of the time. So whether it's going for a walk, exercising, sleeping, or watching a show, we can take that time for ourselves and we can be an example of that to others. And to close out this reframe section, just wanted to share a quote from Winston Churchill. While they were being bombed by Germany, if we can imagine how terrifying that would be, he asked that his people, his leaders and government be an example. He said, in these dark days, the prime minister would be grateful if all his colleagues would maintain a high morale in their circles, not minimizing the gravity of events, but showing confidence in our ability and inflexible resolve to continue the war. Whatever may happen, we cannot doubt our duty. The last thing we wanted to share that will hopefully help as we all go through this tough time is the idea and the practice of journaling. This is something, again, I'm really grateful for Sarah because she got really excited about bullet journaling. She loves being organized and she got me into it as well. And it's been super helpful. Just wanted to share a couple of things that we've been doing with it. The first is using it for reflection. Uh, so as we talked about, we hopefully so we don't have any kids so you can take this with a grain of salt because i know a lot of parents are incredibly stressed and it probably feels like you don't have more time but at least for us we felt like we have had more time for reflection and so morning and night we try to write something that just i try to do just a sentence or two so that i actually stick with it and so that it's sustainable but this gives me a sense of perspective and it also helps me to feel more in control there's just something about getting my thoughts down on paper that make it so they're not just constantly stressing me throughout the day. I really liked Seth Godin did a podcast and he gave us some questions that we can reflect on with this extra time. 
He said, as you hunker down in COVID-19 quarantine, ask yourself these three questions. One, what kind of person do I want to be for the next few months? Two, what would the best version of me be doing right now? And three, what would the best version of me look like at the end of this period? And we'll talk, we'll talk more about this later with gratitude, but I just like how he's finding the good in this situation. How he's saying that we can use this time to change, to become better, and to help others. And speaking of that helping others part, this is something with a journal that's been super helpful for me. Um, so one thing I've been doing is writing down one thing I've done to help someone that day. So I'm not trying to build myself up because a lot of them are incredibly small. But the reason I've been doing this is because I was really struggling with my purpose and not feeling like I was having impact. As I mentioned, Sarah's mission essential on base, her job in the Air Force. And so she's been going into work. She's been helping her team, the people she leads. And I've been teleworking from home. And I've been trying to make the best of that, but at times it's slow and I don't feel like I'm helping as much as I should be, especially during this time. So just a reminder, the best thing we can do is stay inside, but also I think we can try to find small ways to help others throughout the day. And writing that down every day has helped me to reframe situations. Instead of being frustrated now, I, I see service opportunities as just that, as an opportunity to help someone. And again, they can be super small. It doesn't have to be life-changing. It can be just calling family and checking in and seeing how they're doing. And the last thing we'll share with our journal that's been really helpful is using it for gratitude. So we start and end our day by writing one thing we're grateful for. And this has been so helpful to find the good in this tough situation because nothing is all good or all bad. There might be a lot of bad things going on, but there also can still be a lot of good. And we shouldn't ignore the bad, but we also need to strive to find that good that we all have in our life every day. And so again, it can be something as simple as reconnecting with family or friends. It can be using this time to reflect and recharge. We can try to get more sleep, more exercise, whatever it may be, or it can be to just watch that show that we've always wanted to watch. And so just to, to close this part out of this coronavirus part out, we wanted to share a quick quote from Oprah about gratitude. She said, the single greatest thing you can do to change your life today would be to start being grateful for what you have right now. And the more grateful you are, the more you get. For the second half of the podcast, we wanted to quickly talk about comebacks or starting over um, because that's what, what we've been doing here. And, and hopefully, I think we all tried to set big goals for ourselves, but we're going to come, come up short. We're going to fall short, and it's important to recognize how we can bounce back. And so just talking about the process we've gone through with the podcast a little bit and where we're going. Uh, the first, we took a little bit of a break, and I think there are a couple reasons for that. The first is, to be honest, is burnout. We did 79 episodes last year, and it, it got to be a little bit too much. And it also showed me how easy it is to break a habit. We were doing multiple episodes a week, 
things were going well and then I missed a week and then I missed another week and then we came back but once you start missing once or twice it becomes easier to miss again and so to help with this if you're trying to build a habit of reading or exercising during this uh, social distancing time one way to look at it that I really like is from James Clear and he talks about the two-day rule and what he means by that is with any habit it's always okay to take a break to take a rest day if you think about going to the gym so we can't work out every day it will be too much for our body we will get burned out but we can take a rest day for our body to recharge for our muscles to rebuild and then we'll be better when we come back but it's important that we don't take too many days off so the two-day rule is to not miss a habit two days in a row because then that becomes the habit itself of missing it. And so we can take one day off for a rest day, but then we should try to do something, at least something small the next day. And so that's something that will hopefully help with this podcast. The next reason that we took a bit of a break is to do some reflection. Uh, with We started to think thinking about this, if we're being honest, um, I think the podcast was good. I don't know that it was great. I think we can always improve and become better. And so thinking about the weekly format and reviewing other podcasts, I noticed that there was a lot of repetition, which is good, it helps us to remember, but it, I thought there might be a better way to package it, to save people time. And I also found a great organization called Podcast Notes, and they were essentially doing what we were trying to do, but they were doing it better. And so we'll put a link to them in the show notes, but every week they send out an email newsletter with their top highlights from a ton of podcasts throughout the week. And so we just recommend that you can check that out if that's what you're looking for. I think we're going to be pivoting a little bit away from the podcast review format. And part of that re- the reason for that is because whenever we do something, there's going to be an opportunity cost. So if we're saying yes to something, we have to be saying no to other things. And so that's, that's not a bad thing, but it just means that we need to make sure we're focusing on what matters most and we're having the biggest impact that we can have. And so again, with the podcast being good but not great, we've been trying to figure out ways to make it better. And so that's part of the reason why we took a break and why we're coming back. The first reason, the most important reason, is because my mom said I should. So I'm still very much a mama's boy, not afraid to admit it. Um, Family has always been most important for me and I'm super grateful that they didn't tell me to jump off a bridge because I probably would have done it. Um, But they've always been there for me and so wanna keep going and putting this forward. The next reason for coming back is because I really think it can be a win-win. Tim Ferriss talks about doing projects where you grow personally or build new relationships. And he says that if you can do one of those two things, then you can't fail. And another reason for coming back is because with the coronavirus, we do, at least Sarah and I, we do have more time. And so we've talked about it and we want to try to use this to be productive and to be helpful. We're still doing a lot of relaxing. We have some great shows we've been watching if you guys want any recommendations. But we want to still be progressing and be helping others. And that's what the goal of Magna Vita is. 
It's still to help someone, just one person each week. And some of the weeks that might just be me, forcing me to use my time to learn and grow instead of just watching Netflix, and that's okay. So that's why we took a break, that's why we're coming back, and just quickly talking about what it's gonna look like going forward. Probably wanna do just one episode a week, focusing on quality over quantity. Still wanna do a book review every other week. Uh, I've gotten, again, talking about how you can build a great habit and then it's so easy to do the easier thing. It's so easy to fall away from that. So I was had a good reading practice going because I knew I had to do a book review every other week and I've been falling away from that. So I wanna bring that back because I think it can bring a lot of value but also force me to read like I want to. And then the other thing that I'm excited about is sharing the Air Force resiliency lessons. So every other week, at least for the next eight weeks, we wanna share one of the lessons and there's several reasons for doing that but it's ultimately just to hopefully help us get through this tough time. Um, So I've been really fortunate and blessed to share and lead those lessons with hundreds of newcomers in the Air Force. We've gotten good feedback and good reviews and unfortunately we're going to have to stop doing those because of social distancing. And so I wanted to put those out there where people could still access the material. And so hopefully that'll help. Um, And once a month or so we still want to share some of the best things that we've listened to or read whether it's podcasts or articles or stuff that you guys have shared with us as well. And that's the last point is that this is just a framework. We wanna test and experiment. We wanna become better. And so please, any feedback you can give us is so appreciated because we wanna do this to help, but not just to help ourselves. So let us know what's working, what we can do better, and hopefully we can all make this as good as possible. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about staying inside help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thank you for being here. It really does make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. We'll see you next week.